This is Getting Into It with Grant, so let's get into it. Let's talk about what a job is. You see, a job is a problem for a company. That's what it represents, ultimately. The company has a problem and they need someone to fix it. So they put up a job posting and they want to hire somebody with the skills to fix the problem. That's really ultimately all it is. It's not growth for growth's sake. Companies don't just grow and expand because that's what companies do. Companies are constantly solving problems. Managers of teams have problems they need to solve and people have gone to college to learn how to solve problems. So that's really what a job is. When you go in to apply for a position, you need to think about how you can solve whatever problem it is that company has. When you go to college, you don't really think of things in those terms. At least I didn't. When I was in college, uh, I thought about being a developer. I want to be a programmer, kind of. I was interested in, in all sorts of technology, and my undergraduate degree was in computer engineering. It's basically what you'll get if you merge electrical engineering with computer science, put them together, and you get computer engineering. Voila. Uh, computer engineering, you can do circuit layout, you can do firmware development, which is like programming microchips themselves to do things. And then there's software engineering, which is programming in the sense that we all think about the applications running on your PC or a mobile device. Inside each of those different types of uh, technology are tons of different career fields. So you can even specialize within all of those different specialties. But my degree basically gave me a set of generic tools to be able to go out and solve a variety of problems. I was never specialized. I didn't really think about what kind of problems I was going to be solving in the field or why someone should hire me. I, I thought I have a degree and when a company hires me, I'm going to figure out how to solve their problems. I had never really thought about that in reverse, that the company has a very specific problem that they're trying to solve and they're looking for a very specific person to solve that problem. Upon graduation, I looked a whole lot like all of the other uh, graduating computer engineers and computer scientists in that I was a generic puzzle piece. I could potentially solve a lot of problems for companies, but I wasn't already coming in with certain experiences that a company could benefit from. I'll use an example. A let's say a company is trying to hire a mobile developer to work on their iOS application. You are a graduate with a master's degree in computer engineering and you did an internship at Facebook and Google over your uh, sophomore and junior year in college. You've got a lot of experience, you've got a highly sought after degree that is very versatile and useful in the market, but you're not going to get hired to be the iOS developer for this company. Why is that? You've got a lot of experience and you've got a master's degree. Well, the company is looking to solve a problem. The company needs a really good iOS developer. You're not that person. You didn't spend any of your time focusing on iOS development. While you were at Facebook and Google, you were working on enterprise applications, maybe some back-end development, maybe some front-end development, maybe RESTful APIs. You did some really cool stuff, some really powerful stuff that is going to be very useful in the field at a lot of companies, but for that specific job of iOS developer, you are unsuited as a candidate. And that, that kind of sucks. If that's what you want to do, if you want to write mobile applications, you need to be getting relevant experience to write mobile applications as early as possible. When you first learn how to program anything, 
Start thinking about what, you got, what you're going to use that for in the field. I learned C in college, and that really set me up to be a great embedded software developer that was highly relevant in the part of the country where I had lived at the time because it was all defense contracting for embedded software development. But that wasn't true nationally, and I was certainly not set up to be a mobile software developer. I didn't really even know I should be looking into those things at the time either. This is something that I learned many years down the road in the field, that as early as possible, learn as many things, find the thing that you like, and then go do that. Because your college degree is going to give you a bunch of generic tools to do a lot of things, but it's not going to give you your path. It will give you paths that you get to pick from. And you can hop around between these paths throughout your career, but you need to bring to the table relevant skills to get the job that the company is looking to hire for. So this brings me to the meat of what I want to talk about. When you apply for a position online, think about what skills you're bringing to the table to solve a problem for them. A manager at whatever company you're applying for has thought long and hard about what kind of a person would solve the problems that they have on their team. And then they took all of those requirements and they put them into a job requisition and then they posted that online and they hope that that person exists, that the perfect person will check all of those boxes and be kind and wonderful to work with also. They'll be pleasant as a, as a human being as well as very skilled. That person, again, may or may not exist, but that's what the hiring manager is hoping for and looking for during the interviews. And depending on how long the job posting has been up, how hard this person has searched for the right employee, they may hire somebody who checks three quarters of those boxes or half of those boxes or a quarter of those boxes, especially if the job has been open for six months. Because after three months, six months, that manager may lose the position on their team as their leaders kind of take it and prioritize it elsewhere in the business. If I take six months to try and hire somebody for my team, I'm probably going to lose that slot and not be able to hire. Why? Well, the business changes. So if you're applying online, here are some things that you can do to increase your odds of getting an interview at a company. The first thing is make sure everything that's on the job rec is on your resume. You need to be able to check all of the boxes that the hiring manager is looking for. And so by having all of the things from the job rec on your resume, you're going to increase your odds of being that perfect candidate that they're looking for. You may have a ton of other things that you have done in your background that are not relevant to that position, but that position is the only thing that matters. Tailor your resume for every position that you ever apply for. Two, have experience in the things on your resume. You would think that this should go without saying, but as I have shared in another video, people who interview with me have been found not to have experience with everything that they have on their resume. Things that I'm hiring for. Uh, the flavor of the year is Docker. That's one that uh, I are in my job postings that people have on their resume. When I ask them basic questions about Docker, Docker 101, they fail to answer any of the questions. They don't actually have experience in it. Please don't be one of those people. If a job rec says technology XYZ and you put XYZ on your resume, please have experience in that. Three, write a nice cover letter. You see, I'm a person and I hire people for my teams. And when you write a nice cover letter, it sometimes tells me what kind of a person you are. 
And so when I take a really good person and I introduce them to other really good people on my team, the team gets better. So I'm not just looking for pure skills that I can introduce to to my team to get a job done. I'm looking for a great person with the skills to introduce to my team to get the job done. So cover letter, it's very much appreciated and can give you that extra edge to be able to get an interview or at least a phone screener from the hiring manager. Four, see if you can find the hiring manager on LinkedIn and connect with them. Sometimes, I hate to break the news to you, but there could be secret requirements that aren't in the job posting that the hiring manager has in their head. This could either be due to a poorly written job requisition or somebody in HR removed some pieces and the hiring manager, when they reviewed it before it got posted, didn't catch that the piece that was critical got removed. So there's miscommunication. It's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect process. And if you can find the hiring manager and reach out to them, then you can find out if there are any other secret hidden requirements that weren't in the job rec or ask clarifying questions about some of the technologies and find out, you know, is the team in dire need of a Docker expert or is it just kind of a a nice to have? Maybe they really need someone with programming experience more than Docker administration experience. Those are the things you can ask the hiring manager that are important and can help you kind of tailor your interview process or application process to that job. Also, if you can talk with the hiring manager, that gives you an opportunity to see what kind of a person they are. You see, the application process and the interview process is not one way. This is not communication from you to the company. This is the company back to you as well. If that company has a really bad culture, you're going to understand that by talking to other people who work in that company, reading reviews on Glassdoor. If the hiring manager is a jerk or uh, overworks their people, they're probably going to be pretty easy to spot in communication through LinkedIn. Their messages are going to be short to the point. They're still going to be a jerk over LinkedIn. Those are people you don't want to work for because as much as I hate to say it, there are great companies in the world, but you work for your manager. And if your manager sucks, then it's going to suck to work on their team, no matter how great the company is. I have worked at seven or eight companies as of today. Uh, You can see it on my LinkedIn profile. And not every company has been bad. All of the companies have been good, in fact. They've They've had great corporate cultures. But the things that really made it go south for me were specific managers that I worked in or specific directors. So sub-organizations in the company can suck. And those are the things that you, you want to watch out for when you're applying for a position. You may think of a, a company, let's say Facebook, I don't know. Uh, Facebook itself may have a great culture in the mobile application team but when you get to their infrastructure team in one of their data centers it's terrible environment and atmosphere you need to know those things when you're applying for position because it's more than just working at facebook your experience is going to be on whatever team you're applying for and every team is different because every team has a different manager so that's something you need to keep in mind when you're applying for position so to summarize technology is a huge field with a lot of paths through it While you're getting your degree or learning how to program, however it is that you are learning, dabble in a whole lot of these different paths. And then pick the one that you like the best to focus in and then apply for that position using the tricks I had taught you to give yourself a leg up on your competition. It's going to work out well for you and you'll set yourself up for success. Later down the line, you can always change your path 
but you got to pick one and stick with it for a while to be successful. I hope this gets you thinking about your career. Don't forget, you can always go to grantdryden.com to see my YouTube videos and more, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.